Loading Nerd Track Program. Listen when ready. Something. I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Um, since we were recording this just after San Diego Comic Con, I'm going to say I had a great time. It was very fun, uh, very busy, uh, lots going on, and I'm exhausted because I'm old. So there, I'm saying that. And we're jealous because you got to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, really sunburned. I'm really sunburned um oh, but let's no, dive in san diego for the weekend it was horrible oh, yes. oh god it was have, 70 degrees and 70 degrees and sunny every day. i have a question on this note for jeff jeff texted us something that i asked about and he did not respond to so i'm going to make him do it on the recording okay. he sent there are so many bars and i want to know what he meant by that because i wanted to be there to go to like, all the bars alcohol bars oh yeah that's what i was hoping so there's there was a, there a lot of bars of bar. at san diego yeah, comic-con Oh yeah, the, oh, the gas lamp district the is like just right bars there. and There's restaurants. Of, oh, that's what I thought you meant like specific for Comic Con. Did you go to the Ten Forward bar? So they had the Ten Forward, which is the same thing that was in LA. It's it's the whole set from there. Um, I could not get into that, but right next door they had the Starfleet Outpost, which was an outdoor bar. So you can get your your overpriced drink, get some souvenirs, and <laughs> take some pictures. So I, I bought a bunch of souvenirs, of course. Okay. Cool. What well kind of alcohol? They just had beer and like some mixed drink cocktails. So they had like, a, I think I got the Warp Me cocktail, which was like a Red Bull and vodka and liqueur. Just a, it's okay. like a simple cocktail that they charge $15 for. Of course. <laughs> but I felt nerdy, so it was great. Because you're paying for the atmosphere, not the alcohol. I was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was it like was bars, really cool. Bars, what bars? Yeah, bars. So yeah. we could go. I want to go nerdy bar crawling in San Diego. Okay. Comic Con. Might have to do that well, next year. If I can't. If get I tickets. get tickets next year, I, we'll see how that goes. Because I, I tickets or no, I'll just bar crawl, bar crawl outside. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. So we only had tickets for Sunday, but we went down Saturday and we just did the outside stuff. So we there's like um there was outdoor exhibits for like the new House of Dragons show. Uh, NBC had like a Resident Alien and Quantum Leap thing. There was um. Um, I, we, we saw the back of Bruce Campbell at, at a little Dr. Strange, uh, <laughs> uh multiverse set thing, like where his little hot dog cart or, or spaghetti ball cart thing, uh, so there's okay. a ton of outdoor stuff to go do. And then just like a, you know, a fuck ton of bars. So hmm. it was fun. I'm down with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about current Star Trek. So welcome to the nerd trick podcast, everybody. I am Jeff current. and I'm here with current. David. This is not current. This is from 1996. Shh, you shut your mouth. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> and Phil's here as well. Hey, everybody. <laughs> More importantly, from the 1900s. it's from, oh, don't say that. The late 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. More importantly, we have a guest with us. Welcome back, Heather. Yay! Hello. I'm Heather Ferris from the 24th Century Starfleet Underground. How you doing? It's so weird being back in time. Thanks for coming back. I know there's time crystals and time you wimey stuff. (laughs) Well, it was very interesting when the triples got involved. Oh, yes. It always is. They just, they're just, well, but you didn't bring any back with you, right? No. Hopefully not. That was a, that was a nice long, um, yeah. You're like, whoops, I might have. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, no, but yeah, we so we God, I, we were just talking about this before we started recording. But yeah, I think we had all of you guys on from Starfleet Underground. It, it had to have been TOS, so it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a hot minute. It's yeah. it's wonderful to be back on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, always. you guys are welcome anytime. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and 
one of your uh, shipmates is going to be in Vegas with us. I believe Rocky's doing yes. the panel with us. That is so exciting. Yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. Um, our panel is going to be on Sunday, and we're going to be talking about podcasting and just kind of the fandom in general. And and I'll throw some surprise questions at these guys, and there'll be oh, some God. giveaways, lots of stuff. <laughs> That's going to be fantastic. Well, Rocky is the perfect person to do that because he is our engineer. He knows the ins and outs of everything, and he he really makes our show go. Like he he. The sound effects he puts in there really enhances the quality, and yeah, yeah. I I wish we had an, an engineer for our show. That would make it so much better. <laughs> yeah, can we, can you like guys. lend him out? Well, maybe. No I don't. Guys on the Enterprise. <laughs> I don't know if he charges for his services, but I do have to say he does have an O'Brien Award. Oh, well, he's the most important man. In Star most Fleet. important man in Starfleet. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to arrange a um, what's a like a uh, what's the episode where Riker goes to the Klingons? Uh, like an exchange oh, program. It, uh, an exchange uh, program. Oh, hey, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Definitely. Go smash some heads into bulkheads and I'm stuff. I'm not sure I like that. You're gonna send me, aren't you? God damn right. Yes. Now we can get rid of him. Enjoy the gawk. Cook, that's all that matters. If you can cook, you are welcome aboard. I can cook. He makes a good you're, soup. You're awesome. Yeah. A lot of good things. The like crew's going to love soup. you. It's true. Well, tell us a little bit about your podcast, Starfleet Underground, uh, and give us the whole spiel. Sure. So um, Starfleet Underground is a podcast made by fans for fans. Uh, we all, the four of us, met at Star Trek uh, Las Vegas, the convention, and uh, we became friends. We've known each other for you know various years and everything. Um, and we decided, hey, let's you know do a podcast together. Um, it was originally Rocky, Nathan, myself, and Fred. Um, unfortunately, Fred passed away uh, six months into it, unfortunately, um, and Patrick came on after that. And we've been around for three years and um, we our show has evolved. We are now in the Butler, USS Butler, named after our passed away friend. And uh, we just have a great time making jokes and, you know, being on a starship and experimenting with Tribbles. And, you know, I fuck with the <laughs> captain's coffee and it's just a lot of hilarious <laughs> jokes. And we review a, a show every week. So we do a lot of uh, the new Trek. And when we're not doing new Trek, we do, unfortunately, Enterprise, which I swear to God, <laughs> they did that on purpose just to torture me. Is that not your favorite? <laughs> oh, my God. They know I hate it. They know that I stopped it halfway through the first season and I haven't seen it. So when we're like, oh, what what should we watch next? All three of them are like, we vote Enterprise. And I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> you did that on purpose. Like, what? <laughs> no. Sounds like the kind of shenanigans we would do, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably true. Except we just forced David to watch every single episode. So. Pretty much, yeah. It's just forcing yeah. David. <laughs> I got my Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. It's a fair trade. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No. I got, so then you guys started about the same time we did because we've been, it'll be three years for us in October. Oh, my God. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We are, yeah, we're in our third year and then our fourth year will be uh, January 1st because we okay. started right at the beginning of the year. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's good. so cool. See, this, there's such a good podcast community and then also just a good Trek community, like especially like on Twitter yeah. and some other oh, places. Yeah. So it's like between Trek geeks and you guys and then us. And it's like there's some great shows out there and, and they're all you guys like I, I just I love every Star Trek fan. <laughs> Unless you're like a shithead. <laughs> then I don't. Yeah, well, I had look, I had one of those follow many. me on Twitter. Ooh. Oh, a shithead. Yeah, shithead. Well, Star Trek there's fan. a lot of those on Twitter. I'm like, mm, yeah, oh, yeah, you're getting blocked. Insta block. <laughs> and I don't, and I don't rip, I don't whip out the block that often. I'm like, mm, later. <laughs> took, took me about 30 seconds on his profile. I'm like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Bye. <laughs> See you later. And you can, can, you have all the control. I do. I have the power, and I was okay to use that. 
Good timing. I like that. So I was thinking more like a He-Man. I I have the power. Oh, the power. Oh yeah. The that's good too. The power of that's, Yeah, you guys was better. That was I hold the sword up above my head with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> Just to sell toys. Then I'm like, Ugh. five <laughs> seconds later, I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I had the power. It's gone now. Stupid sword. <laughs> tired. It's killing me right now. Or he pulled something. <laughs> That is true. He meant it over 35. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're good. That's power my back. My back. <laughs> well, it is great to have you back, Heather. Um, we definitely need to have you and your whole crew back much more frequently. I will talk to our scheduler, uh, who is me, uh, <laughs> and and f- 50 lashes. But no, I we're, we are very happy to shame, shame, have you back. Shame. Right? Ring the bell. No, and same thing we'd love to have you on our show as well so um anytime just yeah we'd really love that awesome i i i let's take advantage of that before they immediately regret that (laughs) (laughs) you'd be like "Ah, god damn it (laughs) we're like (laughs) that's usually how we feel when we go on like guest appearances (laughs) on other podcasts like i hope you listen to our show and you realize what you're getting yourself into Mm mm-hmm so 20 minutes oh into my, my time travel rants just going oh god why'd we do this <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny when we uh when we heard that rocky was going on the uh panel at uh stlv uh the first thing all of us said was like have they listened to our show like do they know who <laughs> they're inviting like are you know are they okay with that <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. Have you listened to our show? Do you know what we're no, no, no. Right? We got we got them to say yes. That's even bigger. Yeah, you agreed. Yeah, just the fact <laughs> that creation was like a planet, a panel. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> how. Who's like, the biggest what loser? The loser was. or the loser who follows them? Sure. <laughs> I don't know how we 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 can con the creation and the podcast gods into, into yeah, giving that's us really a, the question. a panel. <laughs> this will never happen again. <laughs> Uh, either that or it'll be so big. They'll be like, we have to have you back on next year. We'll give you a bigger one. Hell yeah. Oh. I will eat my hat if that happens. <laughs> I am holding you to that. Like, I want video proof when that happens. <laughs> if they're like, come I'll on back. To that. In all seriousness, if we fill the hall of the room that we're in, I will eat my hat. I'll be happy if like five people come. Yeah, I was, I was going to say there's going to be it's going to be a room with like ten chairs in it. That won't be a problem. And five of those will be on the panel. So, yeah, <laughs> it'll be good. It'll be good. But so so hopefully it'll be like if oh, anyone, you're in Hall A. I'm like what? Yeah. But if anyone is in Vegas, come see us, especially because it's at the at Bally. So I don't know the the layout. I like because I I knew Rio, but at Bally's I have no idea how it's going to look. The only yeah, thing I I've no seen, idea. the only thing I've seen about the convention space at Bally's is from the last month of watching the World Series of Poker, because mm. um, that's where they've done that too. But it doesn't look anything like it does now, because none of the partitions Actually, are in, so it looks like just a giant. Heather would probably know computers. because you are an expert. You know what? Let's can we talk about Vegas <laughs> Aces real quick? <laughs> sure, that'd Fuck be awesome. Let's do it. I, I don't know if David or Phil know this, but like Heather is, you're the founder of Vegas Aces. You teach about gambling and how like the casino industry works. Yeah. Um. So I have a business, uh, Vegas Aces. We have a website. We have a YouTube channel. We teach people how to play and deal casino table games. And then we help table game inventors uh, create their idea, um, create their table game from idea to fruition. And we help a system get placed into casinos. Um, I have been working with people for about 12 years now. And I'm also an adjunct professor at UNLV teaching table games. So that's like my job. That's like what I do, you know, for a living. This is what I do for fun. (laughs) Hey, little known fact. I went to dealer school. Oh, sweet. Uh, What game? Uh, (laughs) Everything. Most uh, I specialize in poker, though. Oh, I nice. Be, I wanted to be a poker dealer. Little known, try, nice. absolutely not known. Fact. <laughs> I didn't even Holy know cow. that. Zero I've known, known for a long time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've known How just, long were you a almost, poker dealer for? Almost 20 years. Um, actually, oh, funny, wow. Funny, 20 years? Funny. No, no, no. I, that's how long I've known Jeff. Well, the, oh, yeah, oh, I mean, oh. Yeah. Um, no, I um, went to school and I started, I ended up dealing um, home games and private mm-hmm. events. And I never auditioned at a casino, so... There you go. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I made 
plenty of money uh, dealing at private games. So I was like, okay. And that's really a a great way to get into the industry. Um, We have a lot of people that say, well, I can't afford to go to dealing school. And I'm like, well, if you do uh, the at-home games, if you do the casino parties, uh, usually they will teach you or you can hone your skills on a real table with actual players and you'll get paid for doing this. And you don't have to be perfect. There's no eye in the sky. There's no, you know, (laughs) gaming control behind you worrying about policies and procedures. So it's actually a really, really um, great way to get into the industry and actually give it a shot and see if it's something you like. That's cool. That's, I didn't know that. Cool. It's an experience, man. Mm. Interesting. I see we're learning we're learning new stuff every day. <laughs> right? I just switched into my Vegas Aces mode, so I just I apologize. Nah. That's okay. So 300 episodes, okay. Um, we're still learning new stuff about our hosts. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I, I didn't even know that there was courses at, I mean, it, it makes sense that they would teach that at UNLV, but I had no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's UNLV, CSN, uh, both have courses in that. CSN, it's more how to deal the game. Uh, with UNLV, it's more for casino management. It's for uh, gaming regulators. It's also for law enforcement. So I would be teaching some classes specifically to law enforcement from New York City. Or um, I one of my other classes was a South uh, South African delegation uh, that was learning for their their area. So it was just really interesting the type of um, students we had in that that class. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and that makes sense because people get into studies for like hotel management or like resorts, and I mean, it's it's all the kind of the same thing, especially. And that's that's the industry in in Nevada. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Man, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. But huh? going back to Star Trek, um, fine, for your answer. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> they play Paul in Star answer. Trek. We're still on Tropic. That's true. They do. <laughs> um, I know Bally's has upgraded. Um, so the last thing that I remember from Bally's as far as their their convention area, they did have a convention area, but I remember it being small, uh, smaller mm. than the Rio's. Um, okay. The rooms are smaller because it's an older it's an older casino. You know, it's been around a while. So, yeah, it's right I, in the the strip there. I'd imagine they don't have the expansion yeah. room that some of the others. And, yeah. and they've renovated several times. Um, usually, when they renovate, it's the outside or it's something to make it look better in like the casino area. Mm. Um, I don't believe, and please don't quote me on this, that they focused on renovations to their convention area. Uh, the you last I remember, I know, I, right? I know <laughs> they've. I know they've done some because when the World Series of Poker moved from the Rio down there this year. They had done some oh, stuff to expand to how much that. floor space they had. Okay. In that case, I have no idea what to expect. But I have no idea how much of that's going to be permanent or they just opened up a bunch for the World Series or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. It'll be an adventure. It'll be fun. Yeah. Either way. It'll be fun. Right on. Uh, see, we're just covering all kinds of topics. I like this. This is why I like having guests on because we just have, we learn new stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I dig it. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into Star Trek. Uh, today, we will be talking about Star Trek First Contact, the movie, uh, original release, November 22nd, 1996. Um, I'm going to go on a limb. I, I think for a lot of people, this is probably their favorite or the best of the TNG films. I mean, I enjoy them all, but I think this for a lot of people, this is probably their favorite. Heather, what are your uh, thoughts on that? I can't say what other people feel or think, but I know it was a movie I really enjoyed watching. Yeah. Do you, mm-hmm. Did you see it in the uh, theaters? No, unfortunately. Okay. Um, God, I think I kind of vaguely remember seeing this in the theaters. I mean, especially back because I was a big a TNG person, I'm, and I'm sure Phil did. Yeah. yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. A lot. This was yeah, a not, mid, not this was a midnight release for me. <laughs> That's okay, David. But you you caught on later and you you got into Star Trek later, so it's fine. I did too. That's okay. We we welcome people of of all ages. 
(laughs) (laughs) Actually, the Star Trek convention, uh, STLV, was what got me into being a Star Trek fan. I was literally dragged to STLV by friends. And then my first time was so much fun. I binged watched Star Trek the next year. And then I went to every single convention after that. (laughs) Dang, That's a good way to start. I mean, most people watch the show and then the convention, but you were dragged. Yeah. I was dragged to the convention, <laughs> and nice. I was very grateful afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best way to get initiated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so what are your thoughts on the film now? I mean, watching it more recently for because uh, we forced you to. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it very much. Um, it was a really enjoyable movie. It was great writing, great direct, well, great directing. I mean, Jonathan Frakes directed it. So of course it's Mm -hmm. great directing, Uh, but Mm -hmm. it was just really enjoyable and it was funny. Like it had its funny moments and it had, you know, quotes that just had me laughing or moments where, you know, for example, data and the board queen getting it on. It's like, okay, yeah, (laughs) I I like this. I like this. This is cool. It's mm-hmm. it kind of hits almost every beat. Like there's there's action, there's drama, there's humor, there's time travel, which I'm sure David will want to bring up. Um, there's up a cards, you know, kind of his whole story with the Borg and his vengeance, and uh, it's just it's got some such good stuff in it. Even has Easter eggs. It does. What's what are some of your favorite Easter eggs? Ooh, okay. <laughs> the um. So the Vulcan ambassador who greeted uh, Cochran during like mm-hmm. the final scene. Can I jump around in the movie? Is that yes. okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. In the <laughs> final scene when they meet uh, Solker, uh, it's basically Spock's great grandfather that we see, but they don't yeah. really like go into it or anything. Um, so if you watch like Star Trek three, the search of Spock, it establishes that um, Solker was the Vulcan that was dispatched to initiate the diplomatic diplomatic relations with earth um and since is this is first contact uh then we're pretty sure that you know that was fox great great grandpa interesting i didn't know that Hmm. yeah i did not put that together but that doesn't make sense and then another one is uh did you guys notice the 2001 space odyssey easter egg no (laughs) where's that one at so um, if you look at the technical readout on the deflector dish controls, you'll see uh, it says MAGLOCK AE35. And the 385 is a reference to the antenna dish by HAL 9000, which is, uh, you know, Stanley Kubrick's uh, 1968 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, wow, that's so cool. I didn't know that. I, okay, well, I haven't seen 2001 in a long time. Since it's before 2001. Yes. Did David, did you see the Star Wars related Easter egg in the movie? No. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I know that one. Uh, during you have the my full the, attention film. During the huge battle scene <laughs> against the cube, you see the Millennium Falcon. Yes. What? Oh yeah. 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 The visual effects the, supervisor was uh, John the, Knoll. Yeah, the team at ILM. They mm-hmm. they shoved it in there. Yep. I I might have to go back and watch that again now. Like freeze frame it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Frame by frame. Where are you, Han Solo? He's in there. <laughs> and we get and we get a nice Voyager crossover. That was nice. Yes. With the nice. EMH. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I love Beverly. And Ethan Phillips. Like, oh, I swore I'd never and activate one of these things. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just because that's just a redress of the Voyager sick yeah, bay, it's, right? It's their it's their sick bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and then Neelix as the uh, other like Mater D. The Dixon, yeah, the Dixon Hills. Yeah, especially just him being or not in makeup uh, to see Ethan Phillips is always great. Oh, that was. Oh, him. I know. That makes sense. Yeah, because well, so, that's uh, always nice when they can have people who are like normally in makeup, and then you can. It's like you know Jeffrey Combs just slap something else on him, and and he could be a new person. <laughs> he's good to go again. Yeah. <laughs> well, it helps that he's a great actor too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know what? Since we're talking about the Borg fight, so basically the, the the kind of plot of this one is the Borg come back, but they decide to time travel and stop first contact of humans with another alien uh, or the first alien species. And so it's a lot of stuff going on. But um, 
let's just get this out of the way now. I I don't have a kill count or a kill tracker for the battle because I <laughs> there's no way to calculate all that. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. There's a lot of deaths. Does anyone so have a rough estimate? In a cube? That would be the question. Well, I think we said five thousand because 5, when they destroyed it in Best of yeah. Both Worlds, we we put out five thousand, right? All right, I can run with that. Let's. Okay. Okay, let's do this then, because even though okay, all the Borg don't die in the beginning because the the cube gets destroyed and then a sphere comes out, and there's more on there. So let's just say throughout the entire movie of all Borg, since all the Borg die eventually. Let's just say 5,000. I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Plus it's hard queen. to get a count of the um, Federation people that died in the in the battle. But Yeah, I don't have a good do, clue. Do I have 6,000? 6, 6,000. <laughs> How about 7,000? 750. Yeah, right. That's 750. 8,000. We can uh, make it there, to 10. There had to be at least 10 because there was like a ton of ships got blown up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Should we give it a rough estimate? Well, no, because we'd have to have the ships, like the models and the crew complements, to get some kind of basic off of it. Uh, or some yeah, precedent. I don't... We don't even see, honestly, the Defiant gets beat to hell, but they, they beam them off, which it was kind of nice to notice that reference. I kind of like, like you guys have talked enough now about Worf being on DS9 that I knew that's kind of where that was. And then I know mm-hmm. the Defiant from the little bits of DS9 I watched when I was younger. Yeah, I have to say, I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie over and over and over and over. And so I know it really well, but it was like seeing it with fresh eyes now, having seen the whole series. And I picked up on a lot of stuff I didn't get before, like the Defiant being in it and Worf being on there and uh, Reginald Reg being on there. Bark Barkley, Barkley. Barkley. Yeah. Now, have I, I don't think I saw any of the Barkley episodes before we did this. So I was like, when he came out and he's talking with Cochran, I'm like, eh, I know it's going to have like yeah. <laughs> awkwardness. No, this is going to be awkward. <laughs> like, <Just wait. laughs> I love uh, that yeah. they included him. He he adds some real comic relief. I love him. He's, oh, yeah. like, he's good. He, 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 he. Well, and like the, well, they're he all nerding out so about good. him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah, it's totally Reg. Like a superstar. Oh yeah, and that makes and that makes perfect sense. But I'm sitting there going, Jordy, man, come on, because like it just shows Jordy doesn't know how to read a room. He's talking. Oh yeah, Jordy Cochran about how too. famous he is, and he's not noticing that he's rolling his eyes and like not loving it. And he's like, oh, I'll go into the statue and go into this other thing and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, Jordy, oh, and I went man, to and I went to Zephram Cochran High School. <laughs> <laughs> you you told him about the statue. About the statue. <laughs> <laughs> I think Riker has some of the best lines in this yeah. like that and then like when when like deanna's drunk it's like oh, oh you're man. blended all right yeah <laughs> it's almost like he was the director and got to pick the <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Crazy. he's like i'm just gonna rewrite this so i have all the, all the good say. stuff <laughs> <laughs> um yeah as far as he, human kills uh, the, there's I, I have no way to keep track of that yeah, um, from the battle. The only ones so, I think we could safely say would be at least two on the planet during the Borg raid. And the only reason I say two is because there were supposed to be two people sitting behind Cochrane that Freight or that Jordy and Riker are now sitting in place of. And I would assume that that would be because they got injured. Oh, when they go off in uh, the Phoenix. When they actually when go they, up in the Phoenix. When they yeah. start bombing the planet. Uh, I'm sure there was more deaths than that, but that's the only ones I can think of to count in any way. Okay. Well, and I tried to count. I I tried to count the humans on the Enterprise E that get killed. I think I got like 11 that I could count officially. Killed Mm -hmm. slash assimilated. Yeah, because there's like Ensign Hawk and just the kind of random security people. And kind of yeah, and kind of randomly you see like Borg walking around, but they like you can see like. Cutouts of Starfleet uniforms underneath them yeah. and stuff. Or like Ensign Lynch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think they, they mentioned eight by name or so, and then there's got to be at least four more, so maybe an even dozen. Let's say 12 crewmen. Yeah, let's go with that. That sounds good. Alrighty. One of the Which cool yes, things so I noticed, I'd... too, is is I think this is the first time I ever noticed that there was a Borg Klingon in when they're like either assimilating some of the people or working on data. Like one of them was a Klingon. Oh, I did oh, not notice that. I, didn't, I, didn't I missed that. that. Yeah, like you see, like very faint ridges. Hmm. Oh, that's crazy. 
But I was going to say, it's funny because I just brought up the deaths and the two people that were supposed to be in that seat. So it does depend on which theory of time travel we are going on here. (laughs) It's a question of whether or not they interrupted the timeline by going back in time or if they were always intended to go back in time and it was always Riker and Jordy in those seats. Or does everything reset when the Enterprise E goes back to... Well, it can't reset because then they have no reason to go back again. So you kind of have to go with the, the... the no, but wouldn't, that whatever wouldn't they restore happens. the timeline that way? Well, you, that's what I'm saying, is if they go back and they restore the timeline that way, then they don't have a reason to go back and save it again. Because there's no Borg battle, there's no Borg sphere, there's nothing. So you almost have to account for that hmm. and say that whatever happened was already intended to happen before. But I will say there's still two deaths there, because whether or not they were supposed to go back and be in those seats all the time... Cochrane intended two other people to be in there, and they would have been in the camp well, somewhere. So. But one could have been Lily. Oh, that's Prob- true. Probably. One could have been Lily. That that's a pretty good assumption, I think. Yeah, and so so one, because I mean, because they're they're flipping switches too. Like it's not all because if it was just meant to be Cochrane, all the controls would be up front with him. Well, no. What I mean is, Cochrane obviously right. had two people intended to be in the seats yes. behind him, and they right. couldn't even if they always in time if it accounted for the fact that the crew went back and it always was Frakes and Jordy in those seats somebody else was intended for that before the bombing okay. and before everything happened let's, so it all let's depends count on one for let's count one because I think Lily was supposed to be one of them I think or, that's, a, that's a fair call yeah. is it fair okay <laughs> alright so uh, do we have any other deaths we want to try and account for in the in this that's my rough estimate hmm yeah, we'll probably have to call it close enough because. Do we count the death of Data's biological components? Because he, <laughs> he burned them all. Yeah, oh. he's still fully functional. <laughs> in, in multiple techniques. In multiple techniques. I love how they've been eight the years. Exactly. From yeah, like how long it's been. That's the other one. That's the thing. I didn't know the whole Tashi Yar thing. So when he's like, it's been eight years, blah, 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 this years. amount, I'm like, ha, I know who he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Data's been that's... on a bit of a dry spell. Leave him alone. Yeah. Okay? Hey, hey. Being single during COVID, that's how it feels, okay? <laughs> Don't give data shame. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So that brings, uh, we have our normal TOS deaths of 1650, which seems so big at the end of TOS, didn't it? 1650, we were like, oh my God, it's genocide. Yeah, like we're killing people left and right. Left and right. So that's 1650 from TOS. We have 10,012 Borg. Oh, nope, 13. I forgot the Borg Queen. Yeah, so she, yeah, oh, she yeah, has her own separate count. Yeah. 10,013 Borg. And then... From just uh, from the TNG series, we had eighteen thousand one hundred and fifteen, and then now in the movies so far we have four hundred and forty-three. So we have a total of thirty thousand two hundred and twenty-one deaths. I think wow. we could officially say we've hit like the population of a small country. <laughs> and we still have, and we still have another movie to go. <laughs> two more movies. Yeah. There's an insurrection and a nemesis. And nemesis. There is. Um, all right. I think, okay. So, um, actually, so let's talk about this a little bit. So this is not the first time that we've seen Zephram Cochran. He does show up in a TOS episode. Freaking stupid ass TOS episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. What? <laughs> you know what? Um, what? Heather, have you seen that, that original TOS one? Uh, metamorphosis. Hey, I'm, I'm going to default to you. Cause I don't remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, that's a uh, season three, episode eight, right? And yes. <laughs> if you look at um, the two adjacent buttons on the Phoenix cockpit, it's a cop cockpit. I swear to God, uh, it says TOS three and TOS eight, and I I think it was oh. a uh, reference to that the thirty eighth episode, uh, Metamorphosis. Oh. I did notice those buttons say TOS, but I didn't see the numbers. That's a good catch. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, because this is so basically, yeah, Zephram Cochrane invented the warp drive. Um, and then at some point in the future, uh, per the TOS episode, he just launches himself into space and lands up and he ends up on this mysterious planet. And he starts to de-age, right? Or he gets healed or something. Um, yeah, something where he's not aging. Yeah, because this creature is like keeping him because it wants a companion, basically. Yeah, the the lifespan has been like mystically expanded uh, yeah. for more than a century, I think. 
Yeah. Well, cause yeah, cause it's, it's what, like another hundred years mm-hmm. till enterprise or to TOS? TOS. To TOS. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The timeline gets a little shaky for me. I don't really, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, but that's good. I, I like how they could tie it back at least to a TOS plus all the references to TNG stuff and Voyager. Like it was good. It's just full nerd. Yeah. They did a really great job. They did. Absolutely. Yeah, I love them. It feels them. very complete. I can't find really any bullshit in it for the most part. What? Yes. I, I, I know. It surprises me too. I can find bullshit in anything, but this one, <laughs> I, I, I didn't find bullshit, but I find, uh, I found piss. So Coffin <laughs> said, uh, don't you people from the 24th century ever pee? And I'm like, maybe that's why they only have one bathroom on the Enterprise. <laughs> Maybe they don't. Like, he's like a leak. Only I don't detect holiday. any leaks. <laughs> <laughs> and then LaForge gets it and he's like, oh, that's funny. Jordy's like, oh, I get it. I, I get yeah. jokes. <laughs> Poor Jordy. At least he has new eyes in this. He has his new He does, and they didn't implants. explain it. They just kind of show him have him show up with eyes. And I was like, okay. I would have liked a little something of like, oh, we did this radical new treatment, whatever. But I think LeVar Burton was just like, I'm not wearing that fucking thing again. I'm done. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Contacts, have fun. <laughs> yeah. I will contact. only come back if I do not have to wear that visor. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That's cool. But in, in his vision, seemed, like he can like zoom in and see in like predator vision, like infrared. And that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. He's got kinds of powers now. He's like, oh, that guy's drinking. That's definitely Cochran. Right. That is true. I was looking at it and I was like, it's not as clear to me that that's Cochran, but all right. He's drinking from a flask. There's a dude getting fucking wasted, dancing to a jukebox with like rockabilly music on it. And he's like, in the, in the woods of Montana. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> By a missile silo. Oh, it's so good. Definitely Cochran. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's funny because this is probably the first time that most of the crew have probably drank. I mean, because they just they, they drink like synthahol on the yeah. Enterprise. Yeah, yeah look at Deanna. She probably had she had like two shots and she's fucked. Oh, well, she was drinking was so funny. Te- tequila. Yeah, yeah. two shots like, of tequila and then like another one to convince him to do something and this, whatever. I don't know, but Riker this alcohol was called tequila. It. Oh, he he was he would party. <laughs> he was totally into this. <laughs> he would party. <laughs> <laughs> He was just like, looking back, on, sitting back and looking at how cute drunk Deanna was. He's like, eh. It's like, <laughs> like come on, dude, let's go, tossed. bro. Don't criticize her counseling techniques. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I love her counseling techniques, Deanna. Right? In my professional opinion, opinion. he's nuts. He's nuts. <laughs> God, therapy would be so much better if, like, we were just drunk. Like every, like you just do all shots of like all your trauma. You just do shots for each one. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's therapists out there that would agree. Yeah, oh, like, that'd be amazing. Like, drink, I can't drink this. Come see me later. <laughs> Take two of these and see me in an hour. Right. <laughs> God, if I was like fucked up, I would just I would trauma dump like everything and just be done, like a cleanse. <laughs> you're like, holy shit! I feel good now. God, I feel great. Oh, wait, you're not supposed to do that. Oh shit. Right. Uh, well. Oops. Damn it. Let me tell you about my mother. <laughs> Do you have some time? We might be here for a while. <laughs> so so before your next therapy session, pregame a little bit. Heavily. Loosen up. Don't take medical advice from us. Take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, listen. God. What that are you doing? Pregaming my therapy session. <laughs> that took a turn. Wow. <laughs> Did you guys notice at the very beginning they uh, were basically listening to a police scanner when the ship was going down? <laughs> they were. <laughs> they were. They were just saying they're listening to the police scanner. I've yeah. done that before. Yeah, that's true. Just listening to the battle. Yeah. Um, like, to be uh, very specific, uh, the shooting that happened in Las Vegas on October mm. 1st. Uh, we listened to the police scanner during that yeah. time. And so many people did, and they had a problem with it that they ended up, I believe, turning the scanner off after that. So that oh, way it wasn't wow. available what? to the public anymore. Wow. Just a little known fact. That's That was the, the one at, at the concert, right? 
Um, right at the concert, yeah, and the guy was said about me and Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that'd be scary. But I mean, if that's yeah, to get like information, I I'd imagine you would listen to that. Sure. Well, yeah. But still, you're getting like blow by blow details from that. Yeah. Especially with Picard being like traumatized and having PTSD and everything. Oh like, yeah. I'm like, don't listen to it. He's already like yeah. on the edge. Which brings up a good yeah. point, and possibly my only tiny bit of bullshit is why does he have a nightmare about having his eye drilled out when he never had an ocular implant? Because all of your dreams are exactly the same, based on off of reality. Wait, okay, wait, I got it. So he's Borg, right? So he's a part of the collective. So what if he dreamed about someone else getting it, but because Ooh. they're a collective, they all share the same mind, and it's... he lost his individuality. So now he's. It was yeah, so David. real. It might. It was so real. It might. It might as well. That have does been bring him. that up. It is a hive mind, but do they literally have all the experiences and memories of everybody else in the collective? Because I feel yes. like he would have come out with yes. more than just. I yeah, want to see like Picard's work. If he has new skills, <laughs> those skills we have to see. I mm-hmm. demand to see him twerk. <laughs> he, passed out, he passed out for forty-five minutes. He could play the flute all of a sudden. So hey, <laughs> at band camp. One time. <laughs> all the all these borgers walking around playing the flute. Oh, that poor flute. Where has that flute been then? So many questions. Oh dear. Oh, this took a turn. Oh dear. <laughs> have Have you ever listened to our podcast when when we have our friend Saya on? Oh my. She, your senses of of, of humor are very similar. Oh, very, very cool. Yes, awesome. very. Very similar. <laughs> that poor flute. Um, no, I think he does. He they they do have the memories because I think when when you get into Voyager with Seven, uh, they dive a bit more into that and they do have like a shared memory to s- some extent. Yeah. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah. They, well, yeah. they don't do, deal with it too much in TNG. Well, like Picard the doesn't. are all about efficiency, and I could understand them taking like maybe talents or information, but like actual memories and like putting them in everybody else's head. Seems kind well, of it says your experience well, wouldn't it be more like be added a to our own? Yeah, isn't yeah. it more like yeah. a computer, like a like a a server? That's what it seems right, like. Like it's a like website, take, you know. Yeah, it's like they your take brain the information would be a website. In, yeah, yeah, they take the information the and process it, discard the useless stuff. And That's what I mean. Discard the, the useless stuff. stuff. So wouldn't certain memories, like how you were assimilated, probably be discarded? <laughs> I don't <laughs> well, think so because, like, when we get to Voyager, we we deal with that a bit more. And the memories are there. And they didn't discard yeah. all of the useless stuff because the Borg Queen remembers the sexy shit. So, you know, oh, that's true. that yeah. was important. Right. That's true. That's, well, that's she, I can understand the person at the top still having all their memories being intact. She's obviously still intact as an individual. Making Data's little arm hair stand up on end. You know what? Let's... She blows Data. She blows him. <laughs> He's aroused. <laughs> That is, that is sadly so accurate. Yes. <laughs> did, let's let's just put this out there. Uh, did anyone else have a crush on the board queen or or start one? No. Just just me then. Okay. <laughs> just me. I had, I had a like semi crush on uh, Girardi as board queen when she was in that red oh. dress and the boots. Oh the yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Well, she was kicking. Dude, that too. was yeah. yeah. That was hot. <laughs> yeah, that's hot. <laughs> I can see that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then let's now, just move now past we're the board queen thing. About <laughs> we're also about a Gerardi in the red dress. That was a nice red dress, though. That was, that was so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's coming back for season three, is she? She's or, not. Or it's so upsetting. Uh, well, it's weird that's because... It. Okay, so spoilers for season two, I guess, if no one's watched it. But you, you, so you finally develop like friendly Borg, and they're like, and we'll never see you again. Mm-hmm. I guess they failed. That's <laughs> that sucks. Uh, I would love to see a friendly Borg. What's funny though, too, is because if you think about it, these friendly Borg are in existence during first contact, but they're just kind of like keeping to themselves to not interfere with all the time oh, stuff. Because I got left there, huh? Yeah. Right. Well, because she's existing in what? 2025 Los Angeles. That's when she takes off from Picard. Yeah. Right. So, th- she, so she's around, but they're just hanging out. God, that would be a great series. I just want 
a Gerardi, like a sexy Gerardi as a Borg queen doing Borg shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is probably the only things I've heard that might beat the Captain America Endgame one where he's sitting through all the events they're going through and just like not getting involved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. That would be funny. She's just chilling out there with like, well, plus, dude, between between Annie Wershing and um, and Allison Pill, I'm like, I, I would watch the shit out of that. They're like, yes, please. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> um, let's, what else? Um, Worf was okay. pretty funny. Worf was good. There's some good lines. I, I, I appreciate Worf so much more now. My favorite line from him was, uh, prepare for ramming speed. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to, like, ram the Defiant. Oh no, because I liked Riker when he gets back on. He's like, remember how to fire the phasers? <laughs> yeah, you do remember. <laughs> yeah, how to fire he's giving phasers, him right? shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what's what's his role? You've been on that what's stupid his... space station for so long. Yeah. <laughs> what's his role in DS9? Like, what's his title? I don't remember. Wasn't he a tactical soft tactical officer? No, because he's. <sighs> What well, did they have a tactical officer on DS9 before that, or does he just like a? I don't remember because he's been on DS9 for like a for a while before this, right? Yeah, a couple of seasons. Because uh, he's his, yeah, because mm. his official 90s. role. Oh, he's is he's called the husband. strategic operations officer. Oh, okay. This is his official role. And husband. And then he becomes first yeah. officer. Dex's then he becomes husband. first officer on the Defiant. Oh, oh, so like if slash Cisco has it, then that's yeah. Because so Cisco, okay. Cisco commands the Defiant, so he's his first officer. Warp is oh, okay. his first officer. So where's Cisco during this Borg battle? He's just like, then, nah, they don't need me. You take it out, Warp. <laughs> Warp's <laughs> taking the Defiant out for a cruise. Take him to a war. Yeah. They're probably like, uh, stay at DS9 in case the Cardassians want to start some shit. Well, kind of like how they had kind of, the Enterprises rolling. Yeah, kind of like the Enterprise getting stationed out in the freaking neutral zone. That's right. Stupid. Yeah. I thought at first it was going to be, not that that was actually the orders, that was just Picard wanting to stay away from them. Mm-mm. But they made it clear mm. real quick, yeah, that they're just dealing with normal orders BS. Oh yeah, so, it's just normal orders. We kind of get to your data curse for the second time. Oh, I love hell that. Hell with our orders. Hell, yeah. <laughs> to hell with our orders. Mm-hmm. I got gleeful with that. It's not quite as good as him yelling shit in Generation. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. he had the line of Generation. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's always good. Oh. So going yes. back real quick to uh, Cisco and where Cisco could have been during oh, all yes. of this. Um, we yeah, covered a news article where a comic book is coming out and it's after uh, Deep Space Nine and they talk about adventures of Cisco and he mm. has to find out who's murdering gods. So maybe that's what he was doing during this. Mm. Oh, that'd be interesting. Moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping. It just well, took especially... me five minutes to think of it. <laughs> okay. That's cool, though. Um, I like that they're bringing more DS9 stuff back because, like, I think it's that's going to be mm-hmm. in, like, Lower Decks. They're going to yes. do some DS9 that's Lower Decks like. stuff. Yeah. I'm so excited I saw that preview, that. yeah. Just go around and admire the pylon. <laughs> just keep circling. <laughs> keep circling. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I might have an alternate theory. I think Cisco may have been recording the thong song at that time. Maybe he was too busy to go to the board cube. God, if, if, if we could have gone this whole podcast without uh, that joke. <laughs> oh come on you know okay so this is how i associate uh the the singer cisco and the uh, thong song now is that if you watch legends of tomorrow i know i thought it <laughs> they go to the like what to the future and there's like a museum of the past of like great historians and it's cisco s- singing the thong song yep. and it's and so Nate's terrible like oh cisco they did you dirty it's so bad <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> um Let's do this. Let's That's take up. a break. We'll this will be part one, um, and we can all freshen up, and then we'll do a part two, which will come out in a couple days after this one, magically yeah. when these come out. Um, let's do that. So let's take a quick break. Um, Heather, tell us where people can find Starfleet Underground and Vegas Aces and and all that stuff. Oh, thanks. 
so they could find Starfleet Underground, um, starfleetunderground.com. All of our social media links are on there. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Starfleet Underground for all of those except Twitter, which is Starfleet Under G. Um, again, the links are at our website, starfleetunderground.com. And then Vegas Aces, thank you again for that. It's uh, vegas-aces.com. Uh, you can find all the social media links at the bottom of the webpage. And um, same thing, YouTube channel. And yeah, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, go check out both of those things. Because, I mean, you guys are, you're always funny. It's just oh, a good time. Thanks. It, it's always a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Rocky from Starfleet Underground will be at our panel in Vegas on Sunday. We don't have a time yet, but we'll be there with stuff. And I got a bunch of shirts we'll give away and some other just random shit that I have. So ooh, and ooh. You can come see us. Yeah. It'll be awesome. It'll be fun. Yeah. All right. So stick around for part two. Uh, David, why don't you do our spiel? All right. Yeah. Find out what's your nerd trick at the nerdtrek.com where we have links to all of our social media sites. You can stare at us while we stare back at you in the meet the nerds section. You can buy some of our shit at bonfire or at cafe press if you're feeling nostalgic. And whenever you are done making out with the equivalent of a sentient toaster, you can give us a five star rating and review and we'll read it out over the air. Absolutely. And go check out our other shows, Acting Captain and uh, Aiming to Misbehave, a Firefly podcast. And we've got some other stuff coming out too, the Nerd Trek Movie Club and David's 10-Minute Expert coming soon as well. Um, but that's it it's for like us. It's like a real network. Oh, my there's God. Like a, there's a lot of shit coming out. There's the like a bunch fight. of stuff to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> it's just more of us on just different topics. Not all of it. Not all of it. We have other people, <laughs> we're, we're definitely sprinkled in there. We're sprinkled. We're sprinkled. <laughs> we're definitely blended. <laughs> Um, that's it for us on this one thank you for listening and we will catch you on the next one bye everybody Thank mm-hmm. you.